She's built bunker systems in eastern Africa, and now this Colombian-born Air Force staff sergeant and civil engineering senior is helping build bridges for veterans. In other words, we can't get enough of Sylvia Duff. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, out there in podcast land. Yep, it's old Jer. Say a prayer for old Jer, uh, the uh, co-host of the award-winning Ginning Podcast, brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, I work there at least today. Maybe taking off because uh, can you tell the difference? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you're definitely speaking Flemish. <laughs> I mean, it's a yeah, it's something. A, it's a little. It's been a, a creeping cold. It's a little berry. You and, got a little berry white today. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's it's deep down in there right now, and uh, yeah, Smuckers. Yeah, uh, Smuckers is back. I haven't vengeance. heard the cough though. There's been a little bit of. There's cough. a little bit. Yeah, John, yeah, John, John apparently's been there. John Sluice over here on keys. Well, you it, know it could be the, you know, contagious long nella. It could be it long could be. salmonella. Yep. It is an issue. It's going uh, around. It affects a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Intestinal, pretty big esophageal. Affliction. Yep. Uh, uh, the guy over here mocking me, uh, as always, <laughs> is uh, the director of the Office of Communications and Marketing. Austin Phillips is his name. Buffalo Billin is his game. Whoa! This is the whoa. I mean, this is the first Auburn University shirt I've seen you wear in like <laughs> six months. Well, I got to pick a winner. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it was the only one left. <laughs> uh, and today, joined by a very, very special guest. Um, Sylvia, is it Juliana? Oh, uh, my name's Juliana, but in Juliana. English, it's Juliana. Who? Sylvia Duff, a senior in uh, civil yes. and environmental. Let's can't forget the environmental. Yeah, that's it. But uh, a civil or a senior, and uh, apparently a hero. <laughs> yeah, that's the word on the street. That's the word. Is that that's, we are literally there are about eighty eight thousand witnesses mm, that a can attest to a, a hero. And we got to get to the bottom of this because somebody was like, "Hey, Jer, did you know that uh, there is a like a war hero or something to that effect in in civil engineering?" And her name's Sylvia Juliana Duff, <laughs> and uh, and you might want to talk to her. So we got to get to the bottom of it because I was at that game. Were you at that game, Austin? Uh, I go to I go to all the games. Was it Massachusetts? Or no, Sanford? it was Sanford, wasn't it? it was yes. Sanford. Now I wasn't there long, but I was there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't you weren't flying the bomber. Almost, <laughs> no, yeah, okay, it was, good. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I don't fly. <laughs> well, uh, so we got we got to get into that. We got to get into the backstory here because you uh, you heck you and Austin may know each other. Uh, could be, could uh, be, because uh, you were from originally. I'm Columbia? from Columbia. Yes, Yay! I was born in Columbia. Columbia. Yes. My father worked in Columbia for about twenty years. Where? Yeah, he lo- He worked. It was a little uh, outside a little town called La Loma, mm-hmm. but it's in the northwest corner, probably about fifty northeast corner, probably about fifty miles from the Venezuelan border, mm-hmm. um, for Drum and Coal Company. So we would fly into Cartagena, and then get on a smaller plane and go to the mine. 
but then they had port and we'd go to Barranquilla and Santa mm-hmm. Marta and some places like that. So you lived there like the entire time? Did or? not live there. We uh, He would commute. So he would, uh, oh. drum, drum, uh, Drummond has a hangar at the Birmingham airport. And so they would just fly him down. And usually by the his last rotation, he would go down on Monday and come back on Friday. And then every third week he would leave Tuesday to Thursday, I think. And Good then have a week off every Sunday. He Man. did it for about twenty years. Do you so. mind me asking, like the time period? Like, uh, he started, I want to say, in nineteen ninety-five. Oh, and retired at the end of two thousand twelve. So long time, long time. But it all really started. Uh, Mr. Drummond had had bought the reserves of coal and natural mm-hmm. gas. Um, knowing some of the regulations and things that were happening in the United States. Plus, the coal's a lot cleaner down there. I know that's a odd term, clean coal. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a, a less some of your bad emissions that we have. And uh, as soon as pa- Pablo Escobar was killed and the country kind of turned mm-hmm. uh, a lot more safer, then he immediately sent some guys down there to start the mine. And now they have two mines down there. Thank you, Pablo. Yes, mm. yes. But this podcast is not about me. No. It is about Spain. No, no, no. And you are from, wait, 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 Bucaramanga? Yes, I was born in a city called Bucaramanga. And again, I've, I've texted her. So we have a Sylvia that used to work in our business, uh, our engineering research administration office. Now she works for the same office in the College of Agriculture. I didn't From Colombia, her husband, Jorge. Uh, Ruda, that Rhea? is yes, mm-hmm. uh, that is in uh, civil. I think she's from there too. Yes, but I've texted her because I can't remember, and she's That's not responding. That's the town where so every uh, everybody's woman is named Sylvia. Sylvia yeah. I think. Isn't so, it? so yes, when I was in um, elementary school, there was four girls in my school named Silvia Juliana, and so my maiden name is Moreno. And so when I was little, I remember like I went to a Catholic school, and so my teachers and then my, the nuns would say like Silvia Juliana Moreno, Silvia Juliana Maldonado, Silvia Juliana Pinzon. <laughs> and then I moved to America and I didn't meet a single girl my age named Sylvia, but there was a woman down the street who was like 95 years old. And she was a Sylvia. <laughs> who was making me a Well, that's, at the mine there were- uh, Oh, Sylvia, dang it. There, at the mine there were several uh, Jesuses. And of course my dad being, you know, uh, true Southerner. My dad would introduce them as this is Jesus one, this is Jesus two, and this is Jesus three. <laughs> nice, nice. Columbia. So why? why How'd Auburn? you get here? Yeah. Um. So my mom married an American man, ah. and it was kind of taboo at the time because my my parents. So my stepdad. Um. Like I'm. I still. I'm in contact with my biological father, and I adore my father. But my stepdad, his name is Thomas Hatton, I call him my father as well. So I always say I have two fathers, but I like I have a mother <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, so I have two fathers, um, but my biological father is in my life. But I was just I was extremely blessed with the fact that my stepfather is just an amazing man. Um, so my parents met online, which is for the time that it happened is absolutely insane, especially with now you see like 90 day fiance and mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Well, farmers only.com. <laughs> Love that. So like it was really new when I was little people like dating online. Um, but my parents met online. And so when I was around like 10 years old, my mom and I like moved to the state. So it was just my mom and I moving to the U S but I didn't know any English when I first moved here. 
Um, so my mom and I moved to New York. And you, how old were you, you said? I was 10. 10. I was about 10 okay. years old. Yes. Moved to New York, huh? Mm-hmm, because my dad lived in New York. Gotcha. Like, my stepfather lived well, in New York. Well, your English is phenomenal. Like, I would have never been able to tell that it's not your first language. Yeah. I had an I was- accent for a little bit, but I imitate sounds. So, um, I had, like, a a little bit of a heavy New York accent mm-hmm. because <laughs> my dad is from the city. Um or like if someone said something wrong or like pronounced something wrong, I said it very messed up until someone corrected me. Like I told my husband one time, oh, I want chamomile. And he looked at me, he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, chamomile. He's like, are you talking about chamomile? Like, what are you talking about? Our, our, a lot of our rules in English do not make sense. Well, I'm glad it's you explained that because I thought you were lying at first. Because, I mean, there was no accent, you know. At least yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean it's I great. Like, it's great. Sure so, New York. At the right one? And then, uh, where, where, where's the connection come in to Auburn? So, my husband um, is from Alabama. And everyone in his family went to Auburn. Um, so I decided to come to Auburn because when I applied to like the active duty scholarship that I'm in, um, I wasn't sure if Matt, my husband's name is Matthew, um, if he was going to be able to come with me because he also applied to commission. Um, so at the time, I wasn't sure how long we were going to be able to be stationed together. And my in-laws are probably like some of the most wonderful people. And I'm not just saying that because we're married. Like at this point, no returns. <laughs> like there's a no return policy in this relationship. Um so I knew that if anything ever happened, I the only thing I needed was to pick up the phone. And they live in Fairhope. And it, it has happened where like things have gone down and I just needed to call them and they have showed up for me. So I was really fortunate for that. So that was one of the reasons why I applied to Auburn. Um, and then when I first like came to meet them, because um, they lived in Birmingham at the time, and I was stationed in Herbert Field, which is in um, Fort Walton. So I drove from Fort Walton to Birmingham, and we had like come and stopped here. And I looked around, and I was like, "Oh, this school is beautiful. Like, I really like this place." And I had applied to a bunch of schools, and from the very beginning, the way that I was treated, even just applying, was completely different to any other university that I was applying to. And I applied to places from like Colorado to a, to a university in New York to Auburn. How was it different? The feedback that I was getting when I was going through the application process was super personable. Um, my transfer advisor, when I was having issues with like getting letters back as quickly as possible, the communication was just always there. And for the scholarship that I was applying for, the deadlines were really weird. Um, So the scholarship that I'm in right now is called Senior Leader Enlisted Commissioning Program. So I'm still active duty Air Force, but... Staff Sergeant. Yes, I am a staff. I'm still a staff sergeant. Um, So I'm still under contract. I just got pulled out of my specific job right now to go to school. So they gave me three years to get an engineering degree. And then I go to officer training school and then I'm an engineer for them for four years. And then I get to like continue my contract if I choose to do so as an officer. But the thing is that it's on their like application process. So it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. So whenever I was like, hey, I'm applying, here's my application. The universities are like, yeah, well, we're not accepting for this term. And so I'm trying to explain to them, like, I completely understand, but the military needs the acceptance letter for this time right now. Some universities were like, 
I get it. It doesn't matter. And Auburn was like, completely understand. I can get on a call with you. Explain to me what you need. What's the feedback? And so I wasn't even a student. I wasn't even accepted. Like the feedback that I got was absolutely incredible. And so from the very beginning, that's what it was. And even for my first semester here, it's been amazing. Like I going from being full-time Air Force to coming back to school the entire time, like I was struggling a little bit in Cal One. So I reached out to get help and I met a professor in the math department. His name's Dr. Shank and he has, he gets scholarships for tutoring. Um, and I reached out to him and I was like, I'm struggling a little bit. Like what, what can I do? And so he used the funding that he had to get me a tutor. And I used his funding to like have the tutor from Cal 1 to Cal 3. And I got A's in all of those classes. Meanwhile, like the first test that I took, embarrassingly so, I got like a 52 on my very first <laughs> test. And then after I went to him and I was like, please help me. I got like a 94 on the That's test awesome. right after That's I went awesome. to him and I asked him for help. Rock and roll. So it's the help if you reach out and get help it's it's there and it's incredible or well and it's and there's no there shouldn't be any stigma to it i mean we we've got that tutoring center in brown copal uh with glass windows for that purpose to eliminate that stigma because uh engineering is not easy it's very difficult and um, most everybody needs help at some point in time. And you hear a lot of people who need help early and they end up being tutors by their senior year because they're giving back and doing the same thing. But we want to remove that stigma that something's wrong if you need help. No, this is hard. And, and a lot of people need help and need that encouragement to keep going, need to see someone else that's been through it to know, you know, that they made it through it. I can do the same thing. But it's crazy that she uh, also applied to Colorado because I almost did too, but it was this year. But yeah, that was for uh -huh. different reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, right. Theme music. I yep. get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, deployed to Eastern Africa. What was going on back in 2016 or 17 or whatever it was? Um, I came into the Air Force in 2016. You came in in 2016. Yes, and then I went on my first deployment two days after Christmas in 2018, and then and, I went. And where to, was that? Too? Sounds intense. It was in Eastern Africa. Um, so my job is emergency management. So it has to do with, um, do you know what FEMA is? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Air Force is a version of FEMA that it's also combined with um, like seaburn, so chemical, biological, radiological defense. So I would teach people how to survive um, attacks and then mitigate certain things. But my job there was to kind of write response plans. And so I got deployed to like a small airfield in Eastern Africa. And then I had to write plans for other like smaller units in Eastern Africa. So it was, I was originally deployed to a small unit. And then there was like smaller places that I had to go to from there. And it was a really good experience because the special thing about my job is that as a 19 year old, which is when I started my job, I thought, I was like, okay, I'm just going to teach a certain amount of people, but you get exposed to really high-ranking people. And I used to be really mousy, where with my friends, I'm really extroverted and I can talk to people, but in like high places and people that could benefit me, I was not comfortable whatsoever. But I got really lucky where my bosses were extremely intimidating, 
but they put me in high pressure situations, but low threat. Um, and so they prepared me throughout the entire time at a really early age. And then when it came to my deployment, I deployed to a one slot. So I was the only person in my job, but then I got attached to the rest of civil engineering. So while I was doing that job, I also got a chance to be with the rest of the civil engineering squadron. So if I wasn't writing plans, I got to be with a civil engineer that was taking care of the base. So then I got to learn how to drive heavy equipment. I got to learn how to like dig trenches to put in camera equipment. So that's like one of the reasons why I decided to be a civil engineer because my major at the time like took me under his ring and taught me all the things like how engineers firsthand help with the mission because especially in the air force like you see pilots doing like all these like really cool things but then you see an engineer like putting down like the airfield and maintaining everything else and putting down cameras and then i got to like write the bunker system like we didn't have a single bunker at the time like at all and so i got to write the plan and then literally put it in place and so i got a lot of first-hand experience and then i fell in love with it so i was dirty disgusting for eight months was never clean but i was so extremely happy that's awesome well um like jared said you you got on our radar because you were uh recognized at the auburn sanford game for being uh one of our game day heroes how did that all come about so I'm at the VRC a lot of the time. And, and the VRC is the Veterans Resource Center. The Veterans Resource Center. So they help the veterans a lot, like an insane amount. Um, Puck Esposito is the director there, and he's one of the people that helps a bunch, which um, also brings me to one of the things that they're doing uh, right now, which is the Operation Iron Rock. Um, they do it from the University of Alabama yep. with the Veterans Association, yep. and it's to raise awareness and funds for veteran suicide prevention. So it's suicide is what, like, it's it's really it, it's really prevalent in, in in our veterans. It is. It's um, I think like every single person that I've met in the Air Force knows someone who has committed suicide. Um, and I've. I've personally met someone, like someone that I've worked with, committed suicide. And my best friend, like she didn't commit suicide, but she did have to get instituted at one point. So it's something that it's it's like a real problem. Yes, it is. Um, so if you go to their Instagram page, there's like a lot of details on there. So if anyone's interested, if you could just go on their Instagram page. Yeah, it's a great event that they, gosh, it's probably been going man maybe 10 years yeah, now i mean it's been going years. a while now that um i think it's all i think it always originates from the away team is that correct i believe so and and they make the trek from either tuscaloosa to auburn or from auburn tuscaloosa uh raising awareness raising um i believe funds uh, as well uh, as part of that but make that whole trek um for this purpose because this is something that you know heavily affects um you know, so many families in the military, so many people in the military that are seeing and experiencing things that most of us can't even imagine uh, and then have to come back and turn it off uh, and live a regular life. So we're uh, we're we're grateful that there are, are people to make that sacrifice. So this, that, you know, st stat today is at 17 uh, per day veterans across the board 
uh, commit suicide. And that's 17 too many. I think that's it's 22, 17. actually. That was yeah. 22. Well, unfortunately, you know. Um, but we're, we're so glad to have folks like you uh, who are uh, willing to go to places like East Africa to uh, to make sure that the rest of us don't have to do that. Um, and then, you know, just talking about the Veterans Resource Center, you know, Auburn is, I think, you know, in ranking-wise, I mean, we've been ranked Up as there. one of the, you know, one of the premier institutions um, for our military. Our, you know, I come in in the morning and see our ROTC units over there I know. getting after it every single day. Do you so. have to do that? Um, I actually work for the Air Force Detachment. So oh. um, whenever I was applying for schools, part of the scholarship is that I have to make sure that the universities I was applying to had a detachment. Mm-hmm. So the commander for the ROTC is my boss. Um, and he's great. Um, so I know a lot of the kids that are there, which is it was a little strange at first because <laughs> I was kind of hiding from them at the beginning. And then one day they called me into drug test the girls and so i went in there to drug test them and they saw me and they're like you're in my class <laughs> and now you are drug testing me so it was kind of like a weird experience to be like nice Surprise. to me i'm i'm so certain tough i've just been hiding from you guys for a little bit but i, I in, am in good in good news you're, you're heroin free <laughs> <laughs> Well, the when when you get out, when you graduate, you're going to be commissioned as a second lieutenant. Yes. So, what do you think like the the career, the engineering, you know, path is going to look like after that? Is it going to be like the same kind of stuff you were doing uh in in Africa? Is it going to be um yeah, what do you, do we know? Um I'm not completely sure. A lot of the times new new lieutenants get put into contracting. But honestly, it just depends on the needs of the Air Force. So while I'm here, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can from the professors, to be completely honest with you. I've gotten really lucky with the professors that I've had so far, like Dr. Donald and Dr. Perez. I, I'm i like really nosy when it comes to the fact that I can just ask them what they're doing. So I had Dr. Donald as my like intro to construction. And when I went to his office hours, I was like, what are you guys doing? And they inv- they invited me to, like, the research during the summer. And I went and I had, like, the most fun out there. Um, we talking stormwater? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Slip that's, and slide? <laughs> yes. Did you go down it? I didn't go down it, <laughs> okay. but I was, like, in the... T- <laughs> Jer's living to go I, down that I'm thing. still thinking yeah. it can happen. <laughs> I don't cover civil anymore, but, you know. I you think I heard for Sally talking slip. about it. <laughs> Say what? I think I heard Sally talk about Silly Cotton yeah. talking about. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is him. Silly. Yep. Yep. yep, we're going down at some point. That'd be a good little video. You talk about some Instagram clicks. Yeah, anyway, I should. We'll title it Jer's <laughs> last day at work, <laughs> <laughs> or the firing. The sayonara. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, I can't take you enough, or th- thank you enough. <laughs> hey, you're you're Whoa. on the call, sir. It's yeah. okay. Thank you enough for taking the time out of your obviously busy uh, heroic schedule. Well, we have game day heroes. Mm-hmm. I think we have a gin day hero. Right Amen. Now. I like that <laughs> gin day hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm. This is when you hear these kind of stories and the resources that Auburn does offer, and and like you said, the the application process and how. Even at that level, you know, not just coming in and students and what we provide for them, but even at that level, I mean, that's how, apparently that's why you're coming here because you're being treated different. I mean, not even out of the gate, just like, you know, at the fence, you yep. know, just yelling, can I come in? Yep. 
And uh, that's, I don't know, it's uh, it gives you a lot of pride it's working the, for a place like this. It's the War Eagle Way. <laughs> the War Eagle Way. I, that could be something. I like or that, again, too. Day Hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to come up with some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. I have confidence you will. Yeah, I will. Uh, Sylvia, War Eagle. War Eagle. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering.